This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about the great outdoors. You wouldn't know a good podcast if it fell out of a roof, landed on your head, and started to wiggle. This movie came out in 1988. Directed, yeah, it did. <laughs> directed by Howard Deutsch. Written by John Hughes, starring Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, uh, Annette Bening, some jabronis, mm-hmm. and some more jabronis. Wasn't the uh, the ticket taker from the last uh, last action hero Robert Prosky? Yeah, yep. yeah, with Wally, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, this movie came from our Patreon poll. So we've been, we tell you guys to go to our Patreon, and you should go there. And every once in a while, we have a poll up there, and we'll, each of us will nominate a movie. And this month, three months, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, the Great Outdoors won, beating out Hercules in New York, and mm. what was the other one, Scott? Uh, what was the other one, Jeff? Damn <laughs> <laughs> it! It's from your list. Uh. We're a well-greased machine here. Well, well, mm-hmm. it, well it was on. It was on the other list. Okay, it was Lady Hawk. There Lady go. Hawk. There you go. So oh, okay. I can't believe you guys did not vote for, for Lady Hawk. Yeah, I am very disappointed. In all we of you. Pr- we appreciate appreciate everyone who voted, and now we have a new poll out there. So go check, take a look. Uh, and as everything right now, Patreon is free for uh, well, our Patreon is free for everybody right now. Everything's public, so go in there. Vote so if you don't like the great outdoors, that's your own fault. You should have picked Lady Hawk. You should yeah. have. <laughs> and also, while you're on Patreon, go check out our other content like quotes from Springfield and Jeff talks Star Wars, which updates very rarely, but every once in a while. But what does update a lot is quotes from Springfield. So go check it out. And to give you guys a taste, we'll be posting a couple of those episodes on this feed just so you guys can see what's out there. And Alex and friends are uh, doing a good job there. So just a little taste. Oh, thank you. And and I like I like That's how uh, Jeff qualified that because we we we're, we're not friends with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I said Alex jerk. and friends, not Alex and his friends. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, go to our Patreon, check it out, take the poll, listen to some episodes, and get ready for a couple of those uh, quotes from Springfield to be on this feed as well. We'd love to get your feedback and love to get you as a Patreon member. Uh, but let's get into great outdoors. Um, while it was voted on by everybody, this was my movie that I nominated. And uh, I saw this in the movie theater when it came out. This is back, right? 88, right? So this is when I'm kind of knowing who movie stars are. And I love John Candy movies. I think I saw a lot of them back then. Like, who's Harry Crumb and all that stuff. And, of course, Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters. So I rem- really remember enjoying it as a kid. Maybe not so much these days. But uh, it's still, <laughs> it, it has a place uh in my catalog i guess for, for for a couple of reasons but that's my history with it uh scott 
And sorry, just waiting for a motorcycle here. And <laughs> Mad Max is driving Damn. to your house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and that, that's the car alarm, so that's super sweet. Uh, yeah, you, you'd never know it. I moved to a better neighborhood. <laughs> um, God damn it. Uh, all right, I'll try to make this quick and then mute myself. Um, oh, no, there's a second car alarm. That's even better. Uh, so, yes, I saw this in the movie theater. Um, and then in between then, I, I probably seen it one or two more times. Also, as a kid, it was, it was probably in regular rotation on cable. After that, I have not seen this in probably 20 years at least. Uh, I, I did remember a couple of scenes um specifically before i started watching this that i that i need to, to look out for and then there were a few other things that that kind of sparked some some a uh, little bit of me remembering stuff but uh yeah this was uh uh remember yeah like i think like jeff kind of hinted at uh, i remember this more fondly yeah all right and alex i believe this one was a rental in our family it's, uh, every once in a while, my dad would go, it's like, you know what, let's get a couple movies. But he'd get, like, movies from one actor. Like, oh, we'll get, like, two Arnold movies, or we'll get three, like, Bruce Willie movies, or Sylvester Stallone. And I think this one, we rented... Did you just say Bruce Willie? Bruce Willie. <laughs> I just, I, I, I couldn't let that go without pointing that out. Anyways, please continue. <laughs> I believe we rented this along with Delirious, I want to say way back in the day okay and uh i remember liking delirious a lot more uh same now you're talking about what is delirious i mean i know the eddie murphy stand-up but i'm assuming that's not what you're talking about <laughs> no <Okay. laughs> that one is awesome though so it was, it was another uh, john candy movie um and uh it's a very interesting premise where he's this writer on a on a soap and he, he basically yeah. i think he hits his head or something and then he wakes up and he's like in the soap opera. Gotcha. Yeah. Then he figures out that he can whatever he writes on his typewriter because he's a writer on the soap magically happens in the town. Yes. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Um, I will go first, and my number seven is ah, this movie is not too funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I uh, will agree. <laughs> I remember liking this a lot more as a kid, like I said, and I have seen it since then. I think it was on cable in the last five years, and I watched it, and I knew then, and like, yeah, it's not as funny as I remember. There's still moments. I mean, any time I can see John uh, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, I'll enjoy it. But there are moments, several like long minutes, minutes go by before I even do a little chuckle or anything. So that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um considering so that's my number seven not as funny as i remember all right scott number seven so yeah i was having a hard time picking out things i wanted to talk about um (laughs) one of the things that 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 immediately jumped out at me was in the uh i I guess you'd call it the c storyline which by the way felt like they filmed this way after the fact to, to fill out the movie with the, the oldest son and the girl in town. Um, yeah, that went nowhere. That went nowhere. And other than the little brother showing up in one scene, like it felt like it had nothing to do with anything else going on. Like They never meet her. Like She doesn't meet the family or anything. 
Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a little weird. But as I was watching it, it was it was bugging me because I, I recognized her. And then it hit me. It's the same girl from The Boy Who Could Fly, um, which is another movie that I, I have very fond memories of, which I'm afraid to watch again. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was just like, it, it was weirding me out. Like I, 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 so it's, 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 it's kind of a weak talking point, but uh, every time she was on screen, I couldn't help but think of The Boy Who Could Fly and also the, this weird sea storyline that she was a part of that, again, went nowhere and it made no sense. Now, she was complaining that like she would date these guys for two weeks and they'd go, and then he basically <laughs> wasn't even there for the for week. Like, yeah, <laughs> three days. Yeah, and that was like the whole relationship. And every time there was like the sappy music... And you know neither one of them is particularly charming. <laughs> yeah, which I guess is kind of realistic. They're just a couple of dumb teenagers, but <laughs> it just—I guess you got to fill out that ninety minutes somehow. Yeah, and I think it's just John and John Hughes's blood. <laughs> T- that, teenagers, well, you, you actually bring up a good point. I didn't think about that. That there probably there there was that storyline from from the John Hughes stuff. It just didn't work in with the way that they filmed everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex, number seven. Uh, my number seven is I miss I miss the old A and Ws. <laughs> I saw that I was like, holy crap, that's a that's a big one because every once in a while we'll you know we'll take a short road trip up to Big Bear and on the way there there's an old A and W, the only one I've ever been to, the only one I've ever actually seen and eaten at, and it's fantastic. Do you mean and I, I want to go again? Do you mean there was like. Like an original one or like an A and W restaurant? What do you mean? It's it's a restaurant. It's like a burger. No, no, I, I I know. There's there was one in in Orange. Yeah, oh, but I no. never knew about that one. Yeah, no, I think um, the one Alex is talking about. I think it's in Redlands, right? Yeah, it's yeah, that's uh, the one. Yeah, like it's an old school restaurant. It's like the one in the movie, but there's, now okay. there's like those chains that are kind of connected to right. There, there's one like near if you got to Palm Springs. Like before you like get to the casino, whatever, Morongo. Yeah. Just past the outlets. Anyway. Yeah, I, I know the one Alex is talking about because that's the only one I knew of as a kid too. And now, because now they have more like smaller. Like there's like one across the Orange Mall or something, and, and over there, like we used to go there when we all worked at the last place. We go there every once in a while, right. didn't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, really? But, mm, I forgot about that oops, one. Then. Awkward. But no, but it was like different. It was that one was a look more was more like a Taco Bell, or the one you're talking about was more like a like the one in the movie, like a Bob's Big Boy or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I miss it. All right, and another random A and W fact: over Fourth of July weekend, we wanted to make uh, root beer floats. Went to the grocery store; all the root beer was gone. There was no A and W anywhere. We had to get what? mug. Oh, mug! Choose between mug and Shasta. Why was that's was was soda just in general sold out? No, just the root beer and just the AW root beer. That's weird. That's weird. I mean, obviously they carry less of that than Pepsi and Coke, but still, right, like right. the the section of the root, and it, you could see it was supposed to be there, and it was all empty. Well, just to to be boring, you know, I'll buy the the, the diet A and W, and I have a hard time finding that sometimes. So, I believe you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Apparently, the root beer floats are a 4th of July thing. I didn't know about that. So I didn't either. 
I thought you were going to say something about beer floats. I'm actually a little disappointed. No, I've actually tried beer floats. I haven't had the right one. I've never liked them. Like, eh. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know that, that, that like I would expect it to taste good at all, but <laughs> do it at least once. Yeah, don't worry. I drink enough alcohol over the holiday weekend to uh, make up for my <laughs> mug root beer. There you go. All right, uh, Scott. No, wait. I don't know where we are. You number six. Yeah, my number six. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, my number six is <laughs> when the uh, and so since I didn't find this movie funny, here's the thing. I'm all gonna about what's the stuff I found funny when I watched it as a kid. It's pretty much where I'm gonna go with the rest of these. Um, and this one was still kind of funny. Is the kids get like gathering or the the yeah the families are all going to the bar to. Hang out with the old guy who's like 108 years old or whatever. And first of all, just stand out and go, I don't know why you want to see this. I'd rather go see a you know, some chick with big cans over at the whatever. And then they got down there meet the old guy and he's telling them to gather. And the little twins are kissing them and everything. And that's when the part goes, I wouldn't be doing that. He's been dead. And the kids all run away, freaked out. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> so, that yeah, the, the joke was funny, but the way that they, they went about it was not. It landed kind of flat. I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. his idea that the idea that he died on the way over and that he propped him up is very funny. But then just to kind of have the the kids and he's like, ah, I wouldn't do that, as opposed to, I, I I don't know, it just was a waste of a, a good gag. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number six. Number six was something that I that that did make me chuckle. Um, at the beginning, when they're being showed the, uh, like the, the they got they get taken to the cabin by the by the older couple, and <laughs> the, the woman says, uh, "Oh, I, you know, I just I it just redecorated," and she goes on to say, I "Spent three hundred dollars," which back in even nineteen eighty eight is nothing. Uh, I spent three hundred dollars, not counting all the Lysol. <laughs> uh, that was that was a funny line, and then at the end of that scene. Uh, I think it's John Candy's character that says, uh, "How how could you not enjoy this?" And then the the old guy says under his breath, "Well, you we could get shits from the well water." Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you say? I didn't catch that. Yeah. So that that made me laugh a little bit. Have you guys ever stayed in a cabin that was like kind of how theirs is, where it's multiple cabins on a lot and other yes. families are there? Yes. Yeah. Nope. The, the the last time I did it, uh, my sister, one of my sisters, got married in Colorado, and they they got married in one of those kind of sites. So we all stayed there, and that's also where the wedding and the ceremony was. Um, but yeah, it was like connected cabins, and so we 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 had both. Um, well, there are other people staying in other cabins, but uh, there was this one guy who this guy was a just a complete maniac. That was one of the, the groom's friends. And long, long boring story short, I wake up in the middle of the night and I swear to God, it sounds like a, there's a bear rummaging around our kitchen. The guy had wandered over from the cabin next to ours and just started going through all our food. I, I went down there. There was, there was a tub of cream cheese and there was a bagel with a bite taking out of it, an uncooked bagel, and it was just sticking straight up out of the cream cheese and he just left it there. <laughs> And I, and I look over because the TV's on and the guy's sitting there with a handle of vodka, a bong, 
and eating a bowl of cereal. And he looks up at me and he's like, oh man, sorry, I didn't know anybody was there. <laughs> to, to which uh-huh. I said, I'm going to close the door now. Is that okay? Like, and by the way, this guy could have easily like murdered me. This guy was like, I think he was like an, like an ex-MMA fighter or something. Uh, but uh, anyways, the, and there were wasps. My brother and I had to had to run to the hardware store and get we bought some electrical tape and just like taped up everything that wasp could come out of. Anyway, fun, fun times. Only well, you would go to a cabin Jeez. and people would wander into your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. The other part of that story. <laughs> so originally my. My my other sister was staying there with one of the other maids of honor because they're both maids of honor and uh, they're neither one of them are like outdoor people not not that I am in particular but you know I didn't care that there were some bugs around really um, but yeah they they saw a couple of dead spiders and they just in the middle of the night took an Uber to the nearest hotel <laughs> which is how that guy wound up in the cabin like I, I it, it was it's a long weird story but. The great outdoors, right. folks. Sure is long. Mm-hmm. I told, I, yeah. <laughs> hey, All right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Scott, number six. We already do it. Alex, number six. Uh, the dead man. The 106 year old dead man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, you said it all. Okay. So then it's back to me, number five. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the big bear chase scene. I don't know. He's got he, uh, he, uh big bear chase, big bear chase. I remember that being so funny, and this time around, yeah, not so much. But it is funny when he gets shot in the ass and all his hair blows off his butt, and then he makes that sound and runs into the woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor, That's my number five. Big bear chase. Poor bear on my list. All right, well, then I'll let you guys talk about it more. Scott, number five. Bear fucker. Five is the raccoons. Ugh, they didn't even make my list. Sound, sounded like, uh, like a studio note or something. It's these scenes of the raccoons, and they had the subtitles, and they had the boom, boom, uh, boom, boom. Yeah, they had the the old timey robber music. I don't, I don't know how to how the hell else to describe it. Uh, and then just them saying dumb shit, and that. I, as a kid, I did like that. I have to. Yes, I remember. I remember, I remember thinking the lips and assholes thing was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, now less so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, I did did not appreciate the raccoons this time around. All right, uh, on to my number four. No, wait, Scott, Alex, number four, five. Fuck. <laughs> Shit balls. My number five is the old ninety sixer. That was just the, the I, I think they did that pretty well where they just open the meat locker home of the 96er and they zoom in. All that was shot pretty well and they slam it down on us freaking right in front of him. And then at the end, he's like, hey, he's not done. He's like, what are you talking about? All that's left there is fat and gristle. He just nods. But he he does it. He kills the old 96er. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I like I I'm not a big meat guy. Like if I go, I'll get a, a small filet mignon and I'm good. I can't imagine doing that. Mm-hmm. I kept kept thinking of Patton Oswalt's bit about uh, Black Angus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Now we're on to my number four. And my number four is actually Annette Bening in this movie. She just heard the background laughing at Dan Aykroyd's jokes. Like it just, it cracked me up because it just reminds me of like an aunt or something who just like, no, she's married to this guy. So she thinks he's funny, but nobody else does. Or good one, Roman. Like she's just constantly saying that in the background. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it's validating him. <laughs> yeah. And you just hear her in the background. And every time you make a little joke at John Candy, you just hear, ha, good one, Roman. So that's it was, it was distracting seeing her in this movie, by the way. Why? Because, like, she became a huge star. <laughs> was, was she also in The Boy That Could Fly? <laughs> she was. No, she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I could that the she's the one that bothered me throughout the movie. It's like, who the hell is that? It's like she seems so familiar. It's like, oh, it's Annette Bening. <laughs> it's like, what's she slumming it in this movie? Hell, hell no. She's with John Candy. She ain't slumming it. I mean, Aykroyd. Yeah, he's slumming in this movie, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, number four. Number four, the, the Barry story. Uh, well, it was kind of fun how they, they, they do the ghost story. and the, it, it was dumb, but I, I did like the, the camera would go to, like, first person, I guess. People look into the camera uh, as he's telling the story. Uh, and then the, the punchline of the whole thing. When Roman goes up to tell the girls about not to think of scary things, <laughs> yeah. and then he goes like, "My uncle told me the story about escaped mental patients that ate people in the woods," <laughs> and that horrified me for life. So I don't want you guys to worry about bears. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, goes to the next morning, and they're still just staring up at the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> and I like the you know, the flashbacks when he's John Kenny's tell the story, and like to make him younger, he's like wearing glasses. Like I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, he got LASIK. I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's not. Yeah, you think said the Dan Aykroyd. He hears John Candy telling such a good, being such a good father. So he goes in there. It's just the worst. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is I like the shotgun lamp because they set it up as like a throwaway thing. It's like, hey, look at that! Whoa, it's the shotgun made into a lamp. Isn't that neat? Huh? Isn't that neat? Lo and behold, at the very end, because I knew I knew uh, Wally was going to come in there because we saw him rushing out of his apartment. But as soon as he burst in through that door holding the shotgun lamp, I chuckled and it, I actually did laugh <laughs> when we see him go to the wall and start plugging the shotgun in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was great. Yeah, I don't know why he plugged it in? That's hilarious. All right. Um... My number three is the lips and assholes. I, as a kid, and now it's stupid as hell, but as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. Probably one of the first times I was in a, a, a place in public and I read a bad word on the screen, right? Like, I don't know. It, I thought it was hilarious. And then the fact that later on, Dan Aykroyd's character says that, hot dogs, those are made of lips and assholes. It's just like the raccoons. It's so hilarious. <laughs> yep, that's my number three. Reaching here, folks. Scott, number three. Uh, three, the the bat scene. A because it was poor, it was awful. Yep. But, but B because I felt like that was probably the most realistic thing that that happened to them, like on the trip. Because I, I can picture people freaking out, and like the wives are like, "No, go in there and kill it," <laughs> and then just fumbling around in there until they could, and then like it, it was kind of funny them 
walking in with all that gear on, and John Candy's dual wielding the the fishnets. Uh, but um, yeah, that that actually felt like a, like a real thing, where yeah, they, there was a bat inside. Everybody freaks out and runs outside, and then uh, you know, no, no one will go back inside. Uh, so from a a pseudo camping uh, point of view. I thought this was like the most realistic thing that happened in the movie. Hmm. All right, Alex. I was just I was disappointed it didn't come back to life. Hmm. Like the bat was on the ground. It's like, oh, he's gonna come back to life, jump up on Dan Aykroyd's face, and then he's gonna get whacked. It's like, no, nah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same scene from Christmas Vacation with the squirrel. Except that one was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> John Hughes again. Yeah. So, Man, he really phoned it in on this one. <laughs> uh, all right, Alex, what's your number three? My number three is the bear getting shot in the ass. <laughs> I love that practical effect. <laughs> it just looked really gross and good. Uh, poor bear just goes running out. That was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is as much as this movie sucks, I did like John Candy as like the family man. I'm trying to think of other movies, and I can't really think where he plays that character, right? He plays, like, gentle and other stuff, and he plays goofy, but, like, as the, as the family man, as the dad, I thought he was really good, really good in that role. Um, you know, just wanting to have a trip with his family, and he's butthurt that Dan Aykroyd shows up, and then, but he's still trying to make the best out of it. He brings his son on the, out on the boat with them to talk about stuff. I don't know. I just thought John Candy was really good as the... There, As the family man in this, there, I, I don't remember the name of it. But there's like one other movie where he takes his family to oh summer vacation, summer vacation, he takes summer rental, there. summer rental, where he I takes them to I think so, we were like right. some like like Virginia Beach somewhere or North Carolina, I don't know, but um, yeah, like <laughs> it feels like on paper is the same movie. Yeah, but I've never I, seen I, that. I, I don't remember that one at all, so I can't speak to like. Yeah, I, I watched part of it and then I stopped because I wasn't entertained. Yeah, Summer Rental came out in '85, so three years earlier. But yeah, I never saw it. It's a Carl Reiner film. R.I.P. R.I.P. Music by Alan Silvestri. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right, uh, 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 Scott, number two. Number two is the steak scene, the 96er. Uh, mostly just because the giant butcher chef. <laughs> it's not the last bite. <laughs> it's just yeah, grizzle and fat. Towering above him. And at one point when he's like pinching his own cheeks. Uh, I'm quite sure what that was supposed to mean. But uh, Oh, encouraging him to chew. Okay. That's what I took it as. All right. Um... Yeah, just that giant slab of steak being thrown down in front of him. Uh, yeah, this is... I mean, there's... The the food challenge culture definitely picked up uh, around the early aughts with, like, man versus mm-hmm. food and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of novel. This is, this is one of those scenes that I definitely remember uh, sitting down to, to watch it again. Um... I, I did like how she said it was the waitress said it was world famous. <laughs> Have you seen anyone do it? Not in my lifetime. Yeah. So yeah, the whole world famous. Is. 
I always remember up in Big Bear, there was a Chinese food place on Big Bear Boulevard, and it was called World Famous Pongs. And we used to laugh. I'm sure Pongs and Big Bear is world famous. It used to crack me up. <laughs> um, yeah, you never know. I know. I doubt it, though. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is the bear story. I love the whole yarn that he that he uh, that he tells and everything. Yeah, everybody was pretty like everybody at the beginning was like, "Oh, you're just you know embellishing blah blah this and that." But then he he like continues and he sells it, and everybody's like really into it. And at the end, <laughs> I don't know what he was drinking, but I don't think he should. He wouldn't be alive if he was drinking whatever was in that glass <laughs> that he tossed it for effect in the fireplace and it blew up. That was awesome. So, he didn't. He didn't completely make that up. No, he did embellish a lot of it. He said, "It's yeah. like oh, I shouldn't have made the fang so big." But yeah, yeah, because I think you're meant to believe that it was totally fake, and then when the bald bear shows up, you're like, "Well, okay, well." <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the one line where he says, "I, I forget how he, he sets it up," but then the the bear comes in and he says, "And then I knew." It was either him or your mother. <laughs> As if he was never in danger of something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, on to my number one. And my number one, which maybe just because it was the end of the movie, is a little dance sequence. I don't know. I'm looking for things here, folks. <laughs> it was just fun to see the cast having a good time dancing in the bar. I don't know why it's at the end of this movie. Because it it's not hinted at at all during the movie, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That's my number one. I already forgot what song they're dancing to. You could mash potatoes. Yeah. 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 So... Everyone dancing, having a good time at the bar at the end of the movie is my number one. Scott. Uh, the gag about plugging in the shotgun lamp. That, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> he runs over to the wall socket and plugs it in. <laughs> like, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. But no. It was funny. All right. And Alex, number one. Uh, my number one is Dan Aykroyd. Mostly because, I mean, he was annoying... Uh, which was, of course, he was supposed to be and everything, and he's he's a really good fast talker. Uh, but I like, like, he was very animated. I like the way he, he physically acted his character. And that made me chuckle more than, like, any of the other jokes, really. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so the one thing, I had it as a as an item, but I took it off. I just want to talk about it at the end. Well, I can't. There's not a direct relation to anything I ever had as my childhood. There were a couple times where we would do family vacations and then an aunt and uncle and their kids would join up with us. And this kind of gives that same vibe. And then the way he's not, Dan Aykroyd's not that fun uncle. Like he is and isn't, right? He's like, he'll get you the fast speed boat, but he's not going to there when you get to the cabin and play with you. He's going to be, you know, doing his own thing it just kind of reminded me of i I can't and i said i can't match it specifically to a a specific uncle or a specific moment in my life but there are parts of this that did feel familiar to me of having a trip with our family other relatives showing up and just being they were doing they do stuff a little bit different like if it was just me my mom my dad my brother we would have done it different than we did with them so it was a little just different i don't know and that's something about that is maybe why I, i 
wanted to watch it again because I felt like it was more familiar than it really ended up being. But I don't know. There's something I wanted to say. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that everybody? Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> all right. Let's rate this song, bitch. Um, we rate on the scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Uh, I will go ahead and rate this movie as a three. I really, just really disappointed me that I have to put this down to a three, but I did not like it. I, well, I may watch it again just because of nostalgia and just want to see a John Candy, Dan Aykroyd movie. It's not good. I, I sh- if I'm going to do that, I should watch something else. Go watch. Ghostbusters or something. We should, mm-hmm. <laughs> we should do Big Trouble. Or not Big Trouble, um Nothing But Trouble. Are they both in that? Mm. They are. Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Alright. Right. Fair enough. Alright. Uh, Actually I take that back. We should not do that movie. Well, I found out the other day that he was supposed to be in Ghostbusters. John Candy was. He was supposed to play the Rick Moranis character. And he just, he wanted to change it too much. He was trying to be too weird with it or something. And then he just didn't get the character. And then finally they they moved on and then they went with Rick Moranis. Anyway, Scott, what did you rate this movie? Also a three. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun seeing John Candy. Uh, I, I was not as appreciative of Aykroyd as maybe Alex was in this. Um, it's certainly no boy who could fly. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, again, a lot of the humor fell flat. Uh, so three. All right, and Alex. Well, we're gonna give this movie gets a nine because I'm giving it a three as well. All right, mostly because I was just so disappointed with it. Yeah, I mean, you got John Hughes, John Candy, and Dan Aykroyd all you know working together in the same movie, and. Uh, all the, all the vignettes like were very separated, and the bit, the big blowout fight at the end. It's like, oh, I mean, where did this come from? I mean, I know Dan Eckward was annoying, but I think that fight was a bit. They didn't build it up properly so that it felt natural. It's like, okay, well, it's at this point of the movie, we have to have the big fight now. Yeah, I'll okay. Blow it out your ass, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they should have made my list. Well, that was the thing I thought was funny as a kid again. And when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's not that funny. Blow this whole family out your ass. I did like when she goes, well, why don't you find yourself a spin cycle? <laughs> and then John Candy repeats it. And Emily looks at her like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. What does that mean? <laughs> I should have put that on my list. That was funny. <laughs> All right. This movie's a seven. That was a great joke. <laughs> All right, uh, with that, it's time to move into our crossover moment, which is top family camping moments. This is this one was a little tough. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm just going to say at the back, I did not stick to family camping moments because I had a hard time with this. So, so. I, I, I thought, so I was going by outdoor? Sure. It doesn't have to be exactly camping. But, uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, as I say outdoor moments, I think I did say outdoor moments. My list here is wrong. But, anyway, but whatever. You're going to see I cheated. Um, so I'll start with mine. And uh, these are these people may have been family. I don't remember because it's been a while since I've seen it. There may be a brother and sister in this situation. And I don't even know if they were uh, campy. But they were outdoors in the woods. And they lose their map. And then they find a witch. <laughs> and Blair Witch Project. 
uh-huh. is my number five. There it is. It's pretty scary. They're outdoors in the woods. I think there's a brother sister mm-hmm. combo in there. So take it's, it's teeth, uh, it's teeth and hair. Sure. <laughs> I don't. I have totally guessed. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was, but sure. Um, we, we, could, we, so can assume, we can assume we can assume some of the victims of the Blair Witch were were siblings at some point. So yeah. I'm assuming the witch also is the one who uh, captured Hansel and Gretel, and therefore there's a brother and sister combo. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there it is. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah. I never saw those. All right. Scott, number five. Number five. So this is not exactly camping, uh, but this is a movie I did grow up on, and that is Disney's Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, so they're they're okay. more of in a in a tropical locale, uh, but they're definitely roughing it. Yeah, yeah, it counts. Until they start building up like all the Rube Goldberg, like they're living pretty poshly by the time they get rescued. Spoilers. Yeah, do they have a professor? They do have a professor. Mm, see, do they have a movie star? <laughs> do they have yes, the well, end maybe, of the maybe, maybe 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 like Shakespeare in the Park level. <laughs> Hey, hot take. Uh, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is way better than Tarzan Treehouse at Disneyland. Agreed. <laughs> I've never been there. Goddamn kids. I think I climbed that thing once. So I think they were past the statute of limitations on that one. When we were kids, that was horribly outdated. So why change yeah. at that point? I get, it, I get it. Eventually they wanted to do a tie-in or whatever, but still. It had like the contraptions that you were talking about. I remember it was like have a water pulley system, and you'd yep. stand in line of Pirates of the Caribbean. You can see it and everything. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, both attractions stink, but I remember is that, was, is that even there anymore? Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. It's still Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw it, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, now with COVID, I have no idea what it is. But before Disneyland <laughs> got shut down, it was still Tarzan Treehouse. Mm-hmm. A lot of stairs. A little harder as you get older. All right, uh, Alex. My number five is the Hendersons hitting Henry. Harry. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the big Bigfoot. They hit him, and then they put his body on the roof, and then they take him home. That happened in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, a good, that's a good one, because it may be higher on my list. Good, good pull. There it is. Harry, Henry and the Hendersons. Harriet Tubman and the Andersons. Yeah. My number four is an episode of Married with Children. Ah, damn it. Way (laughs) higher up my list. Number four. Yeah. Uh, This, I was thinking, there's a couple times I think they go into the the cabins or the woods, but it's the one where they go with Marcy and and Steve. Is it Marcy and Steve or Marcy and Jefferson? Anyway, all the women get their periods at the exact same time, and this this is frustrating for Al's ready to... Oh, bud. I think it was. Uh, I think it was a Steve episode. Okay, yeah, and just so all <laughs> Kelly, Marcy, and Peg all get through periods at the same time, and I was miserable. And there it is. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, Al. number four. <laughs> yeah, rub my tushy. No, rub my tushy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to say there was, like, one of the later seasons, they did another thing, and there was a celebrity model there, and there was, like, the Swedish bikini. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, and she took a picture 
and they were going to sell it for like a million bucks. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Um, yeah, that's my number four. Scott. Okay. Number four, uh, another movie I grew up on was the original Parent Trap, uh, where a good portion of the movie is uh, them at the camp. Um, it's the whole, let's get together, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, the black and white. I do remember the Disney commercials uh, when, when Disney Channel was, was new and they would show Parent Trap. It was like their Beastmaster, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> Beastmaster. They they would... Uh, the the guy doing the intro for it would, would say, The Parent Trap starring Haley Mills and Haley Mills. Whoa! Yeah. So yeah, there's the whole sequence in the, the middle of the screen. Yeah, they the whole <laughs> dumping food on each other and the haircuts, and, and they find out that they're sisters. Yep, original pair chat. Mm. All right, Alex. Speaking of John Candy, my number four is the cartoon Camp Candy. You guys ever watch that? Nope. Probably, but I do not remember it. Yeah, it was pretty standard fare. Bunch of kids at camp. They got into misadventures. It was all right. John Candy was the was the was the camp leader owner. Yeah. Is it Canadian? Uh, no, I believe it was American. All right. Well, that doesn't sound very fu- very funny. But the movie I have as my number three <laughs> is Deliverance. <laughs> Hilarious! Yeah. You got Burt Reynolds and you got Otis Otisberg. <laughs> I forgot. Who, I forgot who the other guy. Yeah, John Voight. And hilarity ensues as they're out in the woods. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's there's a battle of the bands with the banjos. <laughs> yes. There's uh, lips and assholes. And there's squealing like pigs and all sorts of great stuff. Deliverance, my number three. Scott. (laughs) Uh, Number three uh, specifically is an episode from Community. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Uh, Nope. Yeah, the the show kind of went off the rails at points. I think this was one of the episodes that really went off the rails. It might have been when Dan Harmon was no longer the showrunner uh, for, for a season or two. Uh, but they, they wind up having the, these, uh, a thing they did in the show a few times where they would all remember the same sequence of events, but differently. And, uh, this, this might've even been pure, like fantasy sequences, but they wind up at this cabin and it, I, I can't really describe it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, at one point, the, the secret comedic weapon on the show, um, is the, the guy that plays the principal, um, <laughs> He, he, like, takes a chainsaw to a door, dresses the devil, um, and says that he is, like, a homosexual abortion worshiper or something like that. It's, it, I, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of context uh, that needs to be filled in to, to make to make sound funny. But uh, anyways, community. All right. There it is. Scott, Alex, I mean. Yeah. My number three. Yeah. Is oh at the at the stinger at the very end 
of oh and i guess it was before the credits in ant-man and the wasp but at the very end where they're all at his drive-in movie theater in the wilderness turns out it's just they're in front of the laptop but they're shrunken down and they're in their cars and then a big wasp i mean not a wasp of uh, a moth comes by and they gets on their car tries to pick him up yeah mm-hmm. that's cool all lot. All right, I guess on my number two. Yeah. And my number two was going to be Harry and the Hendersons, but you took it. Um, so I'm going to upgrade mine to Camp Cucamonga. Now, I think I mentioned this before, but this was a made-for-TV movie that came out in 1990. And uh, it stars TV's John Ratzenberg, TV's Chad Allen, TV's Jennifer Aniston, TV's Candace Cameron, mm-hmm. TV's Breckenmeyer. TV's uh-huh. Josh Saviano, TV's okay. uh, who am I missing here? Uh, Jaleel White. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would argue that this Jennifer Anderson is TV and movies. Jennifer Anderson. I know. Back then she was just <laughs> TVs. I did not notice at all. This is a this is a, a movie or a show. It was a TV movie. Okay. That came out and it was basically but it's it was all TV stars basically that were in this in this thing and. Uh, it was the greatest show ever. And yeah, because you had like Urkel and, uh, like I said, Candace Cameron. I already forgot what her name was in Full House. And you had Winnie Cooper was in it. And you had, to said, Josh, what was this, Paul. And it was Camp cool. Then they, yeah. And then they had an awesome rap song in the middle of it. And uh, I used to have it memorized. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll put it on the, or Scott, I'll give you a link. Maybe you can add it to the end of this episode. <laughs> Because it's pretty freaking awesome. If and I can then, record it, we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Urkel's like coolness. It's the first time I think we ever hey, saw Stephon, him. Stefan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It might even be before Stefan. It was like the first time ever you saw him without his glasses on trying to be cool. And, yeah. And I'm just, I didn't even know Jennifer Aniston was, was in this or, uh, like Breckenmire. Because I didn't know who those people were back then. I just knew all the kid people. Well, I guess Breckenmire is probably a kid back then, but. How have we talked about Breckenmeyer two times in two weeks? Get out of here. we got to make it three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, all right, Alex. No, sorry, Scott, number two. Uh, number two was a movie that came out in the mid-late 90s. Uh, Indian Summer. Um, movie I saw as a kid, and I, I saw it again not too long ago, and, and still really enjoyed it. Um, uh, this... Some some people in the movie are family, but the, these kids that went to the summer camp, and then twenty years later they come back. Um, just the small group of them, as they've been asked by the the owner operator to come by for like one last time before he shuts the whole thing down. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a little melodrama, uh, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. Okay, Alex. My number two is a camping moment from a video game, not Final Fantasy XV. Don't even ask. Does it does it rhyme with Rono Rigger? It sure does. <laughs> it is from Chrono Trigger, where everybody's out camping, taking a break. Luca is uh, fixing uh, Robo robot, and uh, your main character Chrono wakes up in the middle of the night, and there's this time portal that takes him back in time. 
Uh, and if you do the minigame right, you can save your mom's legs so that she can use them now in the prison. It's going Luka, back Luka, in time! <laughs> That's right. Jeebus, that was such a good moment in the game. Look at real, real best girl. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do video games, just do Breath of the Wild. Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of camping going on in that game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're on to my number one. Is that where we're at in this yeah. thing? Yeah. All right. Uh, mine is Simpsons. And I don't even know the name of the episode, but the Simpsons. Call of the Wild. Gone Wild. All right. Simpsons Call of the Wild. Uh, yeah. Love it. Homer telling Bart how to put a little mud and a couple leaves and cover their twigs and berries. and It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it on Quotes from Springfield. Now uh-huh. on Patreon. We break it down. That's right. Check it out, folks. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Scott, what's your number one? Uh, also Simpsons, but a different episode. The You Only Move Twice. Uh, the, the Hank Scorpio episode. Um, where they, they move up to the middle, middle of the woods. Um, in this very technologically advanced house um but they are they are surrounded by the outdoors um and specifically what happens to, to poor lisa <laughs> as she goes to to become one with nature and uh, she finds out that she's allergic to nature <laughs> hello little shit my friend <laughs> i'm allergic to everything <laughs> like a dandelion in her face <laughs> All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the Married with Children camping episode. <laughs> just just remembering it is cracking me up. When they need to go out, but there's dangerous animals and a bear out there, so Al makes that coat <laughs> with a bunch of fix, fish hooks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's got, like, this hat uh, hanger thing on top of his head so that it, they look like antlers, and he'll lower his head menacingly, in a menacing manner <laughs> to scare any animals away. <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, why isn't he throwing that uh, badger off of his jacket? I was like, why is that badger still hanging on to him? Boy, it looks like he's uh, attached to the coat of many hooks. Yeah, like I think, was it like Peg was narrating the whole thing, right? Yeah. When it's all happening. Oh, and the take the antlers is a threat of aggression. And Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And then the, the, since, yeah, as Jeff mentioned, all the ladies were having their periods. And the fights that Peggy and uh, Marcy would get into. Al, we need you to decide something. What's better, putting the teacups into drawers right side up or upside down? <laughs> so I like to put them right side up. Well, the dust all collects in there. That's right. Al likes it. We call it Bundy Tea. <laughs> Bundy Tea. Tank wipes. <laughs> nice. Uh. Mm-hmm. All right, um, that's it. I have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, <laughs> the kids diving under the beds. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, this movie I saw just this literally a day before uh, quarantine, or not even quarantine, but the whole outbreak started. Uh, it's a recent movie. These guys go hiking through like Scandinavian country, like in Norway or something, and just bad shit happens. Imagine. 
Dragons. C- Cabin in the Woods slash Blair Witch Project or something. I don't know. It was not Cabin in the Woods. That's a bad explanation. Anyway, it's a pretty cool movie. I recommend it. And then uh, one episode of Parks and Rec uh, I loved, which is when they all go, the men are all supposed to go out uh, quail hunting and then the girls join and it's pretty hilarious all the stuff that happens out, out there. So that's mine. You guys have any honorable mentions? You don't like Kevin in the Woods? I do, but I just it's, it was a bad, uh, okay. bad thing to compare um, it to. I was gonna say not, that movie's awesome. I, I no, I love much, that movie. Yeah. I know how much family was involved, but uh, yeah, none salute, of my family. Salute your shorts. It's a Nickelodeon huh. show. About the guy from Kevin. Terminator Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but Nick. Donkey Lips. What, what was his name in Terminator Two? T one thousand. John Connor's friend. Probably. Oh, that guy. Solus yeah, best the friend. Yeah, the redhead kid. So, Solus best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not my mom, Dave. All right, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So it seems like Colin Kaepernick and Disney have announced like a little partnership going on. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do an exclusive uh, docu-series produced by ESPN Films. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. kind of starting to, to, to figure out Disney. Yeah, so what is Disney? ESPN, okay. Uh, what what uh, specifically is the series supposed to be about, Alex? Um, they're telling scripted and unscripted stories that explore race, social injustice, and the quest for equi- equity. Okay. It's, so, yeah, look forward to some compelling stories, either real or scripted. I imagine it would have to revolve around sports. Otherwise, I, mean, right. I, I, I guess Kaepernick's involved. That, that kind of covers that, I guess. But mm, We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. They've been making some good documentaries out there, so then this would be a good one, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nope, that's, it. that's everything that's happening in sports. <laughs> yeah, baseball's inching closer. Hockey's inching closer. I don't know about basketball. Last top, I heard. Tops your athletes oh. are, are, are threatened. It's not the right word, but are are hedging on whether they're actually going to play or not. Mm-hmm. In esports, Evo, the fighting game tournament, got canceled. Uh, not only because of COVID, but also because of... Uh, the numerous sexual harassment allegations that have been going around and everybody's being outed which is great it's about damn time and uh, people are stepping down other people taking their places these are the the, the players I'm assuming no the CEO stepped down of Evo yeah okay no the the big guys the higher ups they're all finally the fist of justice is finally nailing on their faces. So yeah, the, the bigger one also took, usually takes place in Vegas too, which is <laughs> not, not not a good place for gathering mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, before I leave sports, so yeah, I just going to say, yeah, speaking of America sucking, um, <laughs> uh-huh. so the, for for the NHL, they were going to have two hub cities. For their, when they come back to play. And so there's going to be an extended playoffs and they're going to have these two hub cities and they're going to just basically 
form a bubble around all these players, right? And so once everything, everyone's about to report, they're going to go there, get put in this. Everyone's going to get tested every single day, do that for like two weeks. And once that's all, everyone's clear there, they're going to start it and everyone's going to stay in this isolated bubble. They were trying to pick two cities like Vegas, LA and Chicago were always in the front runner front running. And then like maybe a couple, maybe a Canadian city or whatever. And just now they're like, fuck it. We're not doing anything in America. This country sucks. And now it's in Edmonton (laughs) and Toronto. And I don't blame them. Like, why would you even bother? (laughs) I know. Cheapest age. Yeah. Yep. All right. It's time for Neom News. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was yeah. Okay. uh, Or Jeff had had mentioned it earlier, but a bit of sad news. Uh, Carl Reiner uh, had passed away. Um, he was in his nineties, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, so for, for us, like, I, I didn't see a lot of this, this stuff. Like, I know he, he paired up with Mel Brooks. Um, but he was just always one of those guys that was just kind of always there. Um, and then, you know, when, when there were, were documentaries and other interviews with these other comedians, they'd always talk about this guy, um, most recently, I actually saw him on the the Jerry Seinfeld comedians in cars getting coffee, where he just kind of uh, in he he's having lunch with with Carl Reiner, and Carl Reiner just kind of casually mentions like, "Oh yeah, I have I have dinner with Mel Brooks like every night," and he, he basically like talks himself into going, and <laughs> so then half the episode is just Jerry Seinfeld like crashing this like dinner. They basically get this like takeout. And they're eating off TV trays, watching movies together. And I guess they do that like every night, like whether they were anyways, um, sadly, uh, you know, Carl Reiner and, and Mel Brooks. And Mel Brooks like barely knows who Seinfeld is, which is, might be the funniest <laughs> thing that, that that's that's happened on any one of those episodes of, of the Comedians and Cars Getting Copy, which is it's a pretty fun short watch uh, for anybody that hasn't seen those. Um, but uh, yeah, just one, one of the people that, you know, Without him, who knows if, if Mel Brooks would have ever gotten to where he is. So, uh, and just sad news. Uh, but yeah, he, he was definitely up there in years. So, this this hopefully wasn't anything like COVID related. Uh, yeah, ninety eight. Yeah. Whew. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'll just add that I really only know him from Ocean's Eleven. To be honest, yeah, with yeah the Ocean's movies. Yeah. 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 But my dad, I was watching it one day <laughs> at home because I was still living at home when that movie. No, I anyway. I was watching it, and he's like, is that Carl Reiner? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, that guy's still alive? Because my dad knows him from, like, the Dick Van Dyke show. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, it's worth mentioning that he was the creator of the, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. yeah. But when that was back then. That was 2001, my dad was like, he's yeah. still alive? And it was almost 20 years later. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, good long life, hopefully. That's the good part, yeah. that is. Uh, well, according to The Simpsons, Mel Brooks hated Carl Reiner. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll be, you'll be uh, Carl Reiner, I'll be Police Chief Wiggin. Why don't I be Police Chief Wiggin and you be Carl Reiner? I hate Carl Reiner. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's out of the way. Um, she was heartless over here. Well, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> that was like, oh, that's out of the way. Uh, just, anyway. Just uh, a review. 
Uh, I, I, I don't know why I watch half the things I watch. Uh, but Probably because I suggest them. No. Uh, <laughs> so I watched uh, the, the second uh, Maleficent movie. So Maleficent... <laughs> why uh, did you watch that? Exactly. I don't have a good answer for you. Um, I, well, I did, I did actually... I actually did really enjoy the, the first movie. Um, so I wanted to get the second one to try and, you know, big surprise. It was not nearly as good, um, as the first one. Uh, that said there, there, there was some very interesting things they were doing with, uh, with, with her anyways, just with, with the makeup and obviously some, some CG, but, um, like she, like her and that character, they just, this very kind of otherworldly, uh, it's kind of I'm trying to think of the good word for it. Um, it's kind of like compelling when she's on screen, um, but yeah, the movie as a whole doesn't really hold together. It's fun seeing Michelle Pfeiffer be the bad guy. Uh, she seems to be doing that quite a bit recently. <laughs> but uh, well, I guess not. She's not the bad guy in Ant Man. So what the hell am I talking about? But yeah. Uh, at least showing up in these these kind of uh, pop culture movies. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe something will spark when you guys are, are talking about your stuff. But uh, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Uh, yeah, real quick, two things. Uh, I've, I, as I mentioned last week, I believe I played uh, Injustice for on the PS4. It was a remaster version, and it was the greatest story uh, ever told. No, <laughs> it was close. Uh, the story mode in that fighting game is the best I've ever played. Until I played Injustice Two, and I just beat it uh, two days ago, and that was even better. It was fantastic. They, I don't. I mean, they 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 go from cutscenes and they seamlessly go merge that into like when you're supposed to. You know, your character always has to end up on the left side because you're the player one, and the computer's always on the other side. And it, it, sometimes I just forget because the scene and the acting is so good. The 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 uh, facial animations on all the characters is like far none the best I've ever seen in a video game. Uh, in both games, actually, it's, it's it's fantastic. I recommend those games. So, I think any any of the DC stories where Superman's the bad guy are, are typically more of the interesting things you can dig into. Yeah, he's flicking peanuts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my other view is I saw the latest Will Ferrell movie Eurovision, and I like it. It, it was formulaic, but, you know, Will Ferrell has some really good lines. Uh, Rachel McAdams, uh, as his uh, co-star, they have some really good moments. It's really well written. Uh, and it's about a European uh, competition that's 100% real. That's been going on since the 50s. And it's gotten very ridiculous. But, yeah, I recommend that movie. It's really good. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's on my list of things to, to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, on Netflix, watch it yeah. now. Uh, that that reminds me, you you talking about video games. I am finally playing Pillars of Eternity, uh, the oh, I still haven't played the that. Obsidian yeah. isometric RPG that came out a few years back. 
and it's the first time I've actually put any real amount of time into it. Um, you know, it's it's very D and D adjacent, uh, but they've got their own systems in place, and uh, the writing's pretty solid, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm getting my ass kicked in every fight, but that's might be more of a me problem than a game problem. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, I haven't found it so far. Uh, Jeff, maybe you wanted to go over here. Not really. Um, on Disney Channel, what the hell is the thing service called? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. They added the Lin Manuel Hamilton show. We started watching that the other day. Didn't finish it, but <laughs> I'll give it another chance. You made the um, you made the attempt, Jeff. That's that's all it counts. Well, we were mm-hmm. supposed to see it. It's we had nice. tickets for that already passed. Like, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have. I would have been drugged to it and watched it. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I just I have a hard time. I I think I figured it out. I'm a guy when I hear music, I don't listen to lyrics. I just listen to the. I just like the the beat and the rhythm and stuff. I I never listen to the lyrics. So when people start singing in movies, I'm just like, all right, whatever. When are they going to talk after? And they never talk, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you need subtitles. <laughs> yeah, so uh but I'll give it another chance. Um there's that. I don't know, there was some news out there that Disney may give Lucas a chance to remake the sequels. I doubt that's a thing. I didn't even click the links because I'm pretty sure it's bullshit. But it is out there. Maybe yeah. one of these days I'll read up on it to see if that's a thing. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, I mean, you can give him sense. a movie to do, that's fine, but I w- it was like to replace the what? Abram stuff. Yeah, it was uh, weird. That's what I was seeing no. in these titles. But I mean, I don't like those movies, but there's no way that he should be the one to redo them. <laughs> and B, they're not, they'll never do that. So, um, And that's kind of it. Yeah, but I, there's no nerd news out there right now because everything, there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm not playing any video games. Well, you should. Yeah, maybe. the World Health Organization says you should you should play video games. They're healthy now, apparently. Who? <laughs> That's right. They also let the dogs out. Nice. <laughs> so when I'm gonna uh, probably soon in the market for a new TV and video game system, what should I get? What should my video game system be? What's the thing? What are so, all the kids playing? These well, days? don't you, so your Xbox works, right, Jeff? Or yeah. breaker. No, that still works. So you've got an Xbox and you have a Switch. Mm-hmm. You're set for a while. So you pretty much, there's only one other option. Really. No, but isn't, like, isn't there newer Xboxes? Oh, yeah, so... They're, they're coming out soon. They're yeah. coming out soon. They haven't, there's there's no release dates or even pricing yet because uh, Sony and Microsoft are, are playing gay chicken with each other. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I've listened to Scrum's podcast, by the way. Uh, the uh, yeah, so the Xbox. The speculation was that it was going to be out the holiday season. PS Five, they're less sure about. Um, but yeah, at this point, with everything going on, who knows? Um, so late this year, early next year. Um, as far as which one you should get, Jeff. I mean, you you seem happy with your Xbox. You might as well go with that. <laughs> Yeah, I would but, never. But, but everything everything is going to be backward compatible though, um, with the new on system. The X, well, on the Xbox, did the PS Five come out with that it was going to be also backwards compatible? I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, because um, that's that's one of the sticking points for me. If I can't play my old Xbox One games on 
on the next one or my PS4 games on the PS5. Where, where it gets more confusing is there's supposed to be, at least Microsoft has this, um, I forget what they're calling it. Um, uh, the free upgrade. Yeah, intelligent delivery or something like that. But uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Smart delivery or something. But at, at any rate, the idea is that you buy it for one thing and then you just have it for everything. So you'd, you'd have it for PC, you'd have it for Xbox One, you'd have it for the Xbox Series X, which it, it starts getting really confusing because there's an Xbox One X, and now there's Xbox One Series, Series X. X. Uh, well, it's just Xbox Series X. Either, well, it, it's going it, it, to... At any rate, um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a good answer for you, Jeff. <laughs> um, so far, they, they've both shown off some of the games that are going to be at least launch exclusive um, for for their for their stuff and there's not a title that, that I'm like okay I want the system for that yet yeah I mean okay. Spider-Man Miles Morales comes that, yeah, very that, close that's pretty close yeah yeah. if there's something that I'm like oh, I wish I, I might have a, a Playstation for that or an Xbox for by the way have you played Spider-Man yet? Spider-Man? yeah I have not <laughs> do it I'm I'm very busy, Alex. Jesus H. No, you're not. Very busy, man. <laughs> All right, but I shouldn't go out because I saw the Xbox One original, so I should not go out and buy the Xbox One X if I know there's another thing coming out in a few months. No, no. The, the unless the, you see like an incredible deal. So the pretty much the reason I was able to talk myself into getting Xbox One X is because it plays Blu-rays, and the the fucking PS4s like the PS4 Pro, which is their upgraded version. Does not play Blu-rays, even though it's their goddamn technology. <laughs> they that's bullshit. Yeah. So because uh, the regular PS4 plays Blu-rays. Yeah. Well, the, so, for, so since we're talking about this on that, so the, for this next gen, Sony's already shown there's going to be two different versions of the PS5, uh, the PlayStation Five. Um, oh yeah. One of them is going to be like the the digital only version where it's not going to have an optical reading drive, which is hilarious because Sony was the one that was giving Microsoft all that shit when Xbox One came out and they said it was digital only and everybody shat a brick. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got to imagine that Xbox is probably going to follow suit on that and have their digital only version, which will be cheaper. Um, but back to your question, Jeff, you, you don't need it unless you're like, Wanting to do 4K games or something like that, um, then you're going to want a Pro or an X. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I want to buy a new 4K TV, so I want to push. Oh, it. Okay, so so if you want something to stream, um, then then yeah, you're going to want an X or a Pro. Um, I I would just I would recommend the X because you can also play the the Blu-rays on it as well, and it, it should all stream 4K. Um, that's if you don't have something better to stream all that stuff through, that is. I was going to say, my Amazon Fire TV could do 4K, too. Yeah, so it, it doesn't matter a ton. Um, but yeah, if you want to do 4K games, the Xbox is the way to go. Just in general, the for, the, for games that are on both systems, they perform better on the X1X, typically. All right, well, I think I'll just wait for the new system, then. Yeah, you're probably just better off, unless there's like a game you really wanted to play. Now in 4K, yeah, you can you can safely wait. Like Dragon, you want to play Dragon Age? No, <laughs> no. Dragon's Crown, Dragon Quest. Dragon. Oh yeah, Dragon's Crown. 4K. Dragon, Dragon's Dogma. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta, Vanquish, Dragon Hunter. 
Double Dragon. Dragon's Lair. There you go. Oh, yeah. Nice. And Don Bluth. All right. Is that it? That, I, I hope believe so. it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody. Who voted for uh, Great Outdoors this week? Thank you very much. For all of you who didn't, go vote mm. this week. We have three new movies out there. Go check it out. Go vote. We appreciate it. And go listen to some Simpsons episodes. Go listen to some Star Wars episodes. And uh, yeah, join us. But for right now, it's free, so you don't even have to join us. Um, yeah, check it out. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be excellent to each other. Wear your, wear your masks, please. For Pete's sake. Think of the children. <laughs> For the love of God. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cucamonga. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My name's Janice, I'm a menace. When people look at me, they always get jealous. Some people say that I'm uncouth, but everybody knows that I tell the truth. I get curious, even furious. When people put us down, I can get injurious. So don't talk trash about our camp, because I'm here to tell you that it's the chance. Cucamonga. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cucamonga. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There are three women who like swimming. It's perfect for them. Makes them feel like they're winning. And there's no doubt this place is the one. Cause he's just a dude who likes to have fun. We got baseball, football, basketball, the town's the teacher. So it's fun for one and all. Everybody knows that his name is Troy. And when it comes to winning trumpets, he's your boy. Cook them on Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cook them on Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Excited and delighted, everybody's having fun and you're invited. We're bopping, never stop until the end of the day. Here at Camp with the Monday, it's the only way. The girls go deep into their beauty suite, then it lights out to our beds. We greet when the morning comes. His engine's pumping, that girl's so fine, his heart is thumping. Now I'll mention my contention to be happening. Is my intention if you're looking for what's cooking, take a little trip. Camp to the Monday is the place that's it. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah.